So, you're frustrated with your lack of action, your motivation sucks, and you're not even close to making anything positive become a habit. Cool thing is, though, you've already made progress. Why do I say that? Because you're here listening to this, and you could have been doing a million other things. So clearly, there's some motivation there. We just need to harness it. So, let's get started. I'm assuming you're here and listening to this because you want to make some changes, and it's fair to say that that isn't always easy. In fact, for many of us, it can be seriously challenging. So in this podcast, I'm going to explore a number of themes that I won't pretend you haven't heard before, but I'll present them in a way that will be relatable. And if it's of any reassurance, you're not alone in facing these challenges. I created this podcast because I come into contact with hundreds of people every year with this very same frustration. I promise what you'll get here are strategies for success. First up then, one of the biggest obstacles procrastination. Here's the basics. As human beings, we're not actually designed to think ahead. If you think about it, when we were living in caves years and years ago, our primary thought was to simply survive the day, not plan for the future. Hence, in our world today, it's not really our natural way of thinking. That said, it's worth highlighting procrastination isn't always a bad thing. In fact, there are positive aspects to procrastination in that it can be seen by some as a time management strategy. And it's been shown that for some of those that do procrastinate, they demonstrate behaviours of greater persistence and self-directedness. So, hey, it's not all bad. What this suggests is that for some, procrastination is actually a choice, a strategy for success. Through having to work under self-induced pressure and having time challenges, the procrastination actually induces motivation because through this approach, they're having to get things done. So an example of this time motivation could be uh, completing your tax return. Perhaps you found you've put this off until the impact of not getting it done was an even greater motivation than putting it off, i.e. you'd get a giant fine. So there's actually a term for this. It's called arousal delay, which is the need to feel pressure to get things done. So if that's you, embrace it. You found a technique that works. However, the big watch out, and it is a big one, is if it's an approach you've adopted, but it's actually affecting your well-being, then you might want to rethink. So where to start? Okay, well, here's some tips. So if you're finding that procrastination is negatively impacting your life, then do this. Number one, identify your triggers. So what actually sets off your procrastination? Is it certain tasks or types of tasks? Once you know what your triggers are, you can develop a plan to avoid or manage them. Number two, break tasks down into smaller steps. So when a task seems utterly overwhelming, it can be helpful if you just break it into smaller, more manageable chunks. What this will do is it will make it seem less daunting and obviously increase your chance of taking action. Number three, set deadlines. Having a deadline can clearly help motivate you to take action. The case in point being the tax example I gave just a moment ago. Number four, eliminate distractions. So remove anything that might distract you from completing the task at hand. Put that PS5 away. Turn off your phone and notifications. And finally, number five, reward yourself for making a start. But more on that one a little bit later on. The simple truth is there's numerous reasons why we might procrastinate, either because we're perfectionists or because we're afraid of failure or we may simply just procrastinate because we don't know how to get started. Whatever the reason, once you've identified the cause, you can begin to address it. So now we know what's needed to get the ball rolling, and that's 
all well and good, but this needs to become something that's consistent in our lives. So what's next? Well, this leads us on to our next theme, habits. Sure, you may take action and start applying all those techniques, but what's going to stop this from becoming yet another of those situations where you begin with good intentions, only to find yourself slipping into your old ways? And that's when you get someone like me preaching about, well, all you got to do is make it become a habit. Easier said than done, right? Thing is, procrastination and creating habits are intrinsically linked. You need them both. You need to get past procrastination and make that become a habit. So what to do when neither is easy? Well, here's where motivation comes into play. But before we get ahead of ourselves, let's explore habit forming and how we can at least begin the journey. So take a walk into any high street bookstore, go online or trawl through endless posts from self-help gurus, or tap into well-meaning family and friends and you'll find a ton of advice on how to set yourself goals, create five-year plans, stay positive, use affirmations, build mental strength, all seemingly promising that doggedly persevering with an open mind, a willingness to be flexible and appreciating that luck is simply labour under correct knowledge, to coin a phrase, that one day you'll reach that moment of reward. But clearly to achieve anything, you do need to take action. You need to have some form of strategy in place and know what it is you're aiming for. All the while, be willing to dedicate time, energy and perhaps significant personal sacrifice to your mission. But have you ever stopped to think why there's only a few individuals at the very top of their game? Why so many of the self-help books and wise insights from motivational gurus all seem to actually say the very same stuff? You know, if you think about it, considering there's seven odd billion people on this planet, is it at all possible that many hundreds of other people may well have taken this same sage advice and applied it to their own worlds, but didn't quite get the results they wanted? You just don't get to hear about those stories, which is hardly surprising. You know, it's not exactly inspirational to hear about the would-be business owner who strived for years, gave it their all, and still didn't get to where they wanted, or the bedroom musician who created volumes of content posted regularly to social media, but didn't get recognised or make any money. So why do I mention any of this? Well, while well-meaning, many of those sharing their self-help advice don't necessarily lean on science or psychology to back up their claims. And this leads to frustration, anxiety and poor decision-making for those that are reading, watching or listening to this wisdom. It creates a distorted view of what's possible and sets unrealistic expectations, which isn't really that helpful. You know, let's not kid ourselves. The key to developing any habit is to make it as easy as possible to get started. Habits are hard to form, but with some planning and effort, they can actually become an integral part of our life. Now, ignore the nonsense about a habit taking a month to form. Evidence suggests, depending upon the habit, it's actually anywhere from three weeks to eight months. So remember, the goal is not to achieve perfection overnight, it's actually about making gradual progress over time. Now here's the bit you may not want to hear. It's going to take effort. Habits can become an integral part of your life, and you'll already have many of them in your life. So it's actually undeniable that you can't do this. So what's the advice? The key here, establish the habit before improving it. Now, James Clear, an author you may have heard of, wrote a very well-known book called Atomic Habits, which I would highly recommend, stresses that when it comes to habit forming, mastering the art of what he calls showing up 
is key. So what's this even mean? Well, everything I'm about to share is lifted from that awesome book. And I'd also recommend watching the TED Talk that James Clear presents too. Okay, so here's the steps that James Clear outlines and that will help you to form those new life-enriching habits. First up, make things easy. If you want to make a habit of going down the gym, have a gym kit by your front door, one in the car or in your backpack, whatever's going to stop you from making excuses. You know, you can just pick it up and go. Uh, clearly here, obviously make sure you've got more than one kit so you're unable to use the, oh, my kit's dirty as an excuse. Number two, start small. If you're trying to establish a daily meditation practice, for example, start by meditating for just one minute a day. That means breaking your new habit down into small, manageable steps. This works because your brain tells you, hey, that's easy, I can do that, which then builds motivation. And once that becomes part of your routine, you can gradually increase the length of your sessions. Don't fall into the trap of being overly ambitious. You're more likely to get discouraged and give up. Number three, don't break the chain. Get yourself a visual tool, say a calendar that you can stick on the wall. Every day, cross off the progress you're committed to. Make it a big red X. That way you can easily see the progress that you're making. This action actually creates motivation and, and we'll explore that in greater depth very shortly. But the key here is that bit around not breaking the chain. What do I mean by that? Just because you vowed to go to the gym at 5pm every day and then 5pm isn't possible today, for example, then be flexible. Change it. Go at 10am or 2pm. The important thing is, if you've planned to go to the gym on this day, go. Don't let a small change to that routine just break the chain. Four, create a support system. So tell your friends and family about your new habit and ask them to hold you accountable. Can't stress strongly enough how impactful that can be. And number five. So a great line that James Clear uses is delayed rewards suck. So let me just bring this to life. You may have done this before or seen others who've done it. When someone is losing weight or trying to build their fitness, sometimes they take before and after pictures as a motivator so they can visually see the progress. Thing is, as we know, following through on our desire for change doesn't always happen. Waiting to celebrate the changes we're seeking three months in the future may actually never happen. So what can we do to reward ourselves on the journey rather than waiting for some end result that may or may not happen? James Clear recommends buying a dice. Every day you make progress, pick a number and roll the dice. If the number comes up, reward yourself. Have that bar of chocolate or glass of wine. If it doesn't, well, there's always tomorrow. So that's habit forming. It's a walk in the park, eh? <laughs> well, let's just make the assumption that this journey begins for you. Procrastination is a thing of the past and you've begun to make inroads on your habit forming. So what about the staying motivated bit? I mean, how hard can that be? Well, for some, very, it seems. You'd think by simply setting small achievable goals and appreciating you can't change everything about yourself overnight would be an easy place to start. So why do so many of us begin with great intentions working out three times a week, quitting smoking, cutting back on sugary drinks, only to find ourselves returning to our old ways. Don't worry, we'll get to the bottom of that. Before we do though, how come there's other people who seem to be utterly laser focused when it comes to their personal commitment to taking action? Why is it they seem to have steely self-discipline, make commitments that they stick to and are utterly unwavering in their decisiveness to achieve? What's going on there? 
What is it we can do to tap into their mindset, learn from them, apply what it is that they do to our own worlds? Well, one of the best ways to maintain your motivation is to actually discover for yourself what works for you. What is it that motivates you? Any idea? Is it something as simple as a desire to do well or a fear of failure? For some people, it's a need for approval or recognition. For others, it's a sense of duty or responsibility. Interestingly, Jeff Hayden, in his book The Motivation Myth, debunks common myths about motivation and he argues that true motivation comes from within. He suggests it's based on our own personal values and goals. So do you know what your own personal values and goals are? What might they be for you? Now, clearly, it might be worth taking time out to discover yours if you don't. And as a quick aside, by the way, I've got a podcast on this very theme and a blog too. So feel free to check out my website, tomdunman.com, if you're intrigued to discover your values and goals for yourself. But back to Jeff Hayden. He explains that motivation is actually an inside job. It's something we have to create for ourselves. This means that we need to be proactive in our motivation. We can't rely on others to motivate us. The simple truth is, motivation does not come from what we do occasionally, but what we do consistently day in, day out, regardless of whether we feel like it or not. So the bottom line is, our motivation needs to be greater than our desire to stay comfortable. Hence the earlier recommendation to create a visual tool that helps you to see the progress you're making. So if you want to become even more motivated, start here. First, find something that you're passionate about. When you're passionate about something, it's easier to be motivated and take action. Second, set goals for yourself and break them down into smaller steps and keep a visual track of your progress. Sorry to repeat stuff here, <laughs> but this stuff, believe it or not, does actually work. Finally, surround yourself with people who inspire and support you, because when you have a positive support system, it's easier to stay on track and remain motivated. One final piece on motivation that you may find helpful. Author Daniel Pink did some recent research and identified three universal human traits all people have as motivators. Autonomy, mastery, and purpose. So let me just briefly just break these down for you, okay? So let's start with autonomy. Let me ask you a question. At times, do you love to be able to do what you like, when you like, however you like? Now, I'm assuming the answer to that is yes, and I kind of already knew the answer to it because Daniel Pink has done his research and identified that autonomy is a key motivator for all of us. We all love that. Second one is mastery. So that's the intrinsic desire to grow, expand and become bigger and better at something, even when there's no other reward other than that feeling of personal improvement. Take a moment and think of a hobby that you've got. What's the potential of it ever paying the mortgage or putting food on your plate? Wonderful, by the way, if it is, but for many, that's simply not the case. And yet you still return to it. That's because it gives you pleasure. And the final one is purpose. And only you'll know what this is to you. But having a sense of purpose can be defined as something that's meaningful to you and consequential for others stroke the world. Now, there's a possibility that you may find this one a struggle to identify with initially. But don't worry, that's not unique to you. Uh, I've got some questions for you, okay? They're lifted from psychologytoday.com and were created by a psychologist called Andre Bonoir to help people identify what their purpose is. So I'll leave you with these final questions. 
When are you in flow? What faces do you see when you think about love? What are you most willing to put effort into? If you were to write your own obituary, what would be the most important to include? If you had a bonus day, free from all responsibilities and commitments, and you were fully rested and recharged and could do anything you wanted for 12 hours, what would you do? Hey, thanks for your time. Hope you got some value from this. I have plenty of other podcasts, all linked to developing yourself. So if that's your thing, please go check them out. And good luck with making those changes. I'll see you on the next podcast.